In a series, I've done them for 11 years at least, In God We Trust, every July. I mean, I started out with where that saying came from, In God We Trust. It's our national motto. I think it's also the motto of the state of Florida, but you can check me out on that one. But I know it's the motto of the United States of America. It was around for a long time, since the founding of our country, Pertinier. But it was made law, law voted on by Congress in the late 50s when Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. It's on your money in God we trust. Amen. That's our national motto. But you don't believe we're a Christian nation or something like that, do you? Well, we are a Christian nation. This, this isn't, is America a Christian nation? No, I ain't asking the question. I'm telling you what we are. Okay? In the message today, you'll see it proof positive. That's who we are. We are a Christian nation. That's America. You don't know why America's blessed? Because we are a Christian nation. You take Christ out of this country, there go your blessings out the door. Amen? I'm telling you. So we're going to talk about it today. Get some of our messages. They're free. Some of them are on DVDs for a small price, but you can find these online in God We Trust. Today's message, the United States, say it with me, is a Christian nation. And if you think I'm going to be bored to tears with this, you're not going to be bored to tears. Okay, if you're bored, I'm bored. Okay, I don't want to be bored. I come to church to get something, and we're going to get something. Here we go. So, what are we going to find? Well, who is that ugly rascal? Noah Fisher. Oh, he's just right over there. Noah, come on up on stage. Welcome, Mr. Noah Fisher, in the house today. Woo! He's so good looking, I can get by with calling him ugly. Amen. Come on. Hey, buddy. Good to see you, man. Get you a chair, grab that microphone, and let you and me talk. Mr. Noah Fisher, you started listening to me speak about when? About in uh, 2013, when uh, at Lemon Bay High School. Was I scary? Did you get scared of me at first? You were energetic, and that's right up my alley. Right up your alley, mm-hmm. so you got energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you played ball. Yes, sir. Where'd you go to college, your undergrad? Oh, uh, Marshall University. Marshall. Yep. That ain't where Randy Moss went to school, is it? It is where Randy the, Moss went The to one school. and only Randy Moss that played for the Minnesota Vikings? Yes, it is. Yes. Now, did you play ball there? Yes, I did. Did you play basketball? Yes, I did. You played basketball for Marshall? Yep. What was your position? Uh, shooting guard. You were a shooting guard. Can you still shoot? Uh, I, I, can, I can put it in the hole. Oh, oh, look at that right there. Now, who's better, you or your brother? Uh, I'm going to give it to my little brother. You're going to give it to your little brother? Amen. That's a brother over there. He played ball. You played ball for Brigham Young. Is that correct? Then you went off and played ball in Italy, like a pro, an Italy pro. Did you learn to speak Italian? On American over there. All right, good, good. I appreciate that. Amen. Especially on the 4th of July. Here we go. But anyway, Mr. Noah Fisher did his undergrad work there at Marshall. Then you went on, you went to Stetson. Yep, I got my law degree at Stetson. Do you feel like you're being interviewed? A little bit. That's what's happening here. So you got your law degree at Stetson University. Have you graduated? Yes, I graduated in 2016. Let's thank the Lord for his graduation. Here we go. A graduated lawyer. Amen. So, you were in a class in your law school. And I take it it was sort of a liberal law school. Yes, you could say that as with all higher academia. All higher academia is liberal. 
Amen. And you are a what? Um, conservative. You're a conservative. Well, look, can we thank the Lord for another conservative? Look at this. Look at this. A conservative lawyer. Boom. Very rare. Amen. Come on. Preachers are like me are getting rare, too. You hear me? Yes, sir. But anyway, so you did this paper. And he sent this paper to me a while back, about 40 pages plus. Mm-hmm. And we're making it available to you on our website. And it's called Separation of Church and State, an Analysis of Religious Liberty in America by none other than Noah Fisher. Amen. So, why did you write the paper, especially at such a, a, a law school where it might be a negative for you on your grade? Well, um, one of the prompts in this the class for my seminar paper, one of the prompts, it was called Law, History, and Philosophy. And one of the prompts was um, the importance of separation in church and state. And that just didn't sit well with me. Um, because of prior study I've done. So after calculating and making sure that um, if I uh, got a bad grade on this paper, I would still graduate, um, I, I decided to, uh, to give the other side of the coin, the, the historical side of the coin, and give, write this paper and give the presentation to the class. And how did the presentation go to the class um, and to the professor? As I thought it would. As Ooh. I thought it would, but I, it was... Um, you know, you have to stand up for the truth and what you believe in. So if, if I didn't do it, then there would only be one side of it heard. So you did it. But you said earlier when you were talking to me that about half the class received it pretty well. Yes, yes. About half the class received it pretty well. They were just um, um, maybe meek in their opinion, and they didn't, they didn't want to put themselves out there. Okay, gotcha. And the pr- professor, he went to sleep on you. Yeah, at, towards the end, he went to sleep on me. But yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, he went to sleep. This ain't something he wanted to hear about. Amen. So, now, I, you're not preaching today. I'm going to preach. But, but, I'm going to use the first eight pages of your paper as my half of my message this morning. I want to give you credit for that today. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, amen. But tell me, what, what's one thing, when you wrote this paper, what would be one thing you're left with? When you talk about separation of church and state, when you analyze religious liberty in America, what's one thing you'd want to leave the audience with? I would just say when you look at the history of it, um, it's undeniable. So educate yourself and be willing to have these tough conversations because the discomfort you're going to have having a conversation like this with someone who maybe doesn't share this viewpoint um, is nothing compared to the uh, discomfort that Christ felt on the cross for us so um it's just it's it's something that needs to be done boom mr noah fisher amen mama don't you love this guy look at that blessing and it's pretty i appreciate you and his pretty wife hey 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 wife hey sweetie pie hey would you stand up what's her name Lynn. lynn stand up lynn this is his beautiful wife come on yay amen see you buddy God bless you, man. God bless you. Amen. Now, you heard this already. I don't know if you'll need to sit through it again. You can try. See what you can do. Amen. He's in Tampa right now, works in the law field in Tampa, but he has a a desire, a strong desire, because his family has a place here, has a strong desire to move to our area. Amen. And we could use a young conservative lawyer in our area. Amen. Come on. I know one thing, depending on what kind of business you went into, you'd have more business you could shake a stick at. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because they're hard to find out there. Amen? So we appreciate it. Appreciate somebody like you with a heart that has the values you have and that believes like you believe, buddy. Praise the Lord. So let's use some of Mr. Fisher's research 
for my message today. Amen. Here we go. And I'll just be adding little things along the way. So let's start our message today. Now, this is his words. So if you want to throw something at somebody, hit him. No, but I agree or I wouldn't put it on the screen. Here it is. By Noah Fisher. During his political career, President Barack Obama proclaimed that whatever we once were, we are no longer a Christian nation. And while on a 2009 visit to Turkey, a location he chose to send a clear message to, announced him saying this, Americans do not consider ourselves a Christian nation. And to that I say, don't speak for me. You know what I'm saying? Not to be ugly. Not to be ugly. Also, also, it's not true. And I'm not here to try to bash the president. What I'm trying to say is that's a view that's held by a lot of people. Not just, not just former President Obama, but by a lot of people. Amen? His statements refute that, his presidential, that of his presidential predecessors who unanimously disagree with his sentiment. The ones who were before him, especially the founding presidents, but all the way through, you could find one after the other to disagree that, that we are not a Christian nation. We are a Christian nation. Do you understand that, yes or no? The United States of America is a Christian nation. And you might say, well, how do you know that? Well, I'm glad you're here today. That's why we're here. We want to talk about America on the 4th of July weekend, and we want to give God all the glory and all the credit that he deserves. Amen? So let's look at it. We continue with Mr. Fisher's paper here. John Adams, founding father, he was the second president of the United States. He declared, now watch what he said. The general principles on which the fathers achieved independence, that's what we're celebrating this weekend. The general principles, are the general principles of what? Say it with me. You have your independence based on the principles of what? Flat out. You mean not? Some other religion? No, Christianity. This man was there, Adams. Look at what he goes on to say. I will avow that I then believed, and I now believe, Adams speaking, that those general principles of Christianity, say this part with me, are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. I mean, you can't be more strong. Than that, to say this country was founded on the general principles of what? Christianity. George Washington, you ever heard of him? In his farewell address, last thing he's saying, he exclaimed, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are what? Indispensable what? Supports. And let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. And whenever you hear our founders say religion, religion, free, they're talking about Christianity. Now, that's not what people would have you know today, but that's what they thought, that's what they believed, that's what they knew. Not that they were against other people. But I'm going to tell you what, if you look at your founding documents... They did see some of these other religions as not a good thing and as a real threat to the fabric of America. Okay, you can read documents on that. But the point is they believed in the principles of Christianity. 
In America today, statements like those made by former President Obama or others generally fly under the radar without what? Reputation. People just listen. Okay, we're not. Or they're accepted just because somebody said it. We're not a Christian nation. Okay, we're not a Christian nation anymore because he said it. You know why? Because the citizenry, according to Fisher, in particular, younger generations lack knowledge about American history and its what? Foundation. And that's the flat out truth. For example, look at this one. How many citizens know that the phrase wall of separation of church and state coined by Thomas Jefferson is not in the First Amendment of the Constitution or it's not present anywhere in any founding document? But you hear them quoted all the time. Separation of church and state. Separation of church and state. It's as if it was, it was in a letter that Jefferson wrote to a bunch of Baptists up in Massachusetts. Like you wrote a letter, he wrote a letter. And they took this letter and used it to shove it down people's throat. You listen to me or not? And the letter, if you look at it, what it was, was Jefferson was in support of them. <laughs> he didn't want the government intruding on them. Amen. Not that church or Christians couldn't be involved in government. Totally the opposite. This phrase has been turned on its head, according to Fisher, removed from its context, used by activist judiciary, who he's going to be in your life going right before him, to remove religious activity from the public square. And that's gone nuts, hasn't it? Yes or no? Can't have a manger scene. You can't have the Ten Commandments. You can't hardly do jack squat nothing without bothering somebody. Y'all listen to me or not? All right. Hang in here with me. So he says, the goal of my paper is to provide insight into Christianity's influence of American history, to provide the intellectual ammunition necessary to share truth with others. And you can get this whole work of his online. won't cost you a dime. He's allowed us to use it. Because a nation, look at this quote. I love this. Say this out loud with me. A nation which does not remember what it was yesterday does not know what it is today nor what it's trying to do. If you don't know who you are and where you came from, how in the world can you know what you're doing today? Got it? All right. So America is a Christian nation. Now, here's an interesting thing out of his work. Hang in here with me. What's the definition of a Christian nation? I think that's what people have a problem with. So he addresses it. Just look carefully. So what's the definition of a Christian nation? A nation whose laws compel everyone to strictly adhere to the Christian theology. Is that what it is? Or is a Christian nation a nation whose leaders and public officials are Christian? Is that what it is? Or, or is a Christian nation a nation entirely composed of Christians? Is that what a Christian nation is? No. The correct answer would be none of these. Here's the correct answer that we're a Christian nation. The answer is that America is a Christian nation. Say it with me. Because Christianity has so largely shaped and molded it. Yeah, yeah, amen. Come on, praise the Lord. That makes us a Christian nation. We're not trying to shove down, you got to be a Christian. Be a Christian or die. No! Be a Christian or you're going to be lost forever. That's what the Bible teaches. There's only one way. His name is Jesus, period, flat out. Amen. But no, a Christian nation, we're a Christian nation, and we are blessed because we're a Christian nation because we were founded on Christian principles and the Word of God. Y'all hear me this morning. You might, how can God just keep blessing America? Like He don't see what's going on. He sees what's going on. 
But why His blessings continue to flow and why we're successful like we are is because our founders founded us on truth. And they're trying, many today, the devil and his cohorts and whoever trying to erode that foundation. And if it happens, there goes America. But thank God that foundation is sure. Amen. Jesus Christ, his principles. That's what holds America together. You hear me? A good thing. Christianity's influence on our government society throughout our country's story path is undeniable. That's what his paper was about. To determine the founder's inspiration for the Constitution... And I, I, I looked in this study myself years ago. University of Houston, political scientist, did a study on 15,000 writings of the original founders and documents of the original founders. They wanted to determine what source the founders used. Where did they get all their knowledge and brightness for this great land of ours? And of the 15,000 writings that they analyzed, political scientists, people smarter than me, 3,154 of their quotations led back to original sources. Out of those 15,000 documents, they found 3,154 quotations in the original source they came from. Of those 3,154 quotes, the results, say this with me, showed that the Bible was cited in how many of them? How many? 34%. Four times more than the second source. And that source, that 8% source, was a conservative back from England or something. I I lost his name. I can't remember it in my head up here. But my point is, to say we're not a Christian nation, when you look at founding documents, and 34% of them basically led back to the Bible. Did y'all hear me or not? That's huge. That's ginormous. Couple this with this fact. 24 of the 56 signers, say 24, Of how many? Of these guys that signed the Declaration of Independence held degrees that would be considered in modern America seminaries or Bible colleges. 24 of the 56 were seminary guys. Bible guys. Does it make sense that they wouldn't found it on what they believed in their heart? Yes or no? Just because the others didn't have degrees didn't mean they weren't Christians. They were. They believe these principles. It's unlikely, considering the actions of our founders while in governmental positions, that a near homogenous religious group of seminary-educated patriots wanted their newly formed government to be wholly devoid of Christianity and its principles. Does that make sense? I'm a Christian. I believe in Christianity. I believe it's right. But, But when we put these documents together, we can't put anything in there about it. That's a Johnny come lately idea. Are y'all hearing me? Yes or no? That wasn't present then. Listen to what George Washington said. You can find all this stuff. If you want to just have some time, man, you can just find this stuff online, anywhere you look. It's incredible. 1779, George Washington formed Delaware Indian Chiefs. He taught the Indian Chiefs. Here's what Washington said. You do well to wish to learn our arts and ways of life. Above all, here's what he said. Did he say above all? Did he say above all? Above all. Above all. Anything else I say? Above all. The religion of who? The religion of who? That's your first president of the United States, George Washington. This will make you a greater and happier people than you are. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Thomas Jefferson considered modern day to be one of the least religious founders, which I take issue with personally. Me personally. Thomas Jefferson had a problem with the Catholic Church. That was his main problem. He had a problem with that. A lot of people have a problem with it. 
with some of the teachings. He had a lot of problems with the abuse, some of the power structure. That was his problem. He's the only president I know of that wrote a book called The Words of Jesus. He wrote a whole book just on the words of Jesus. He thought everybody would be a lot better off if we left the church out of it. We just went to the words of Jesus. I still think that's a pretty good idea. You know what I mean? Not a bad idea, Jefferson. But this man who they say didn't, wasn't a believer, say that with me. He regularly did what? In the U.S. Capitol. That's where church was. Oh, separate church or state. Can't have church. It was in the Capitol, fool. Yes or no? While he was president, while he was vice president, where did he go to church? He didn't have to go far. Right over there. But we're not a Christian nation. Sure we are. Look at Jefferson. He signed multiple federal acts to propagate the what? The gospel to the Native Americans. He delegated money from the government. Here's money. Here's a guy who doesn't believe in Jesus, but he really does. Who gives money to be used for missionaries, for priests, to go to the tribes, to reach them, to build schools, and to construct churches in their area. Amen. Does that sound like an unbeliever to you or a believer? Sounds like a believer to me. Here's another one that Mr. Fisher quotes. Joseph Story. He was the founder of Harvard Law. Okay. He was a Supreme Court Justice of the United States. He's known as the father of American jurisprudence. I would say he's a guy that knows a little something, wouldn't you? He was there. He concluded one of the beautiful boasts of our municipal jurisprudence, say that with me, is that Christianity is part of the what? Part of the common law. Where do you think you steal, you go into jail comes from. Say, yes or no? Did you know, don't commit adultery? That's the Ten Commandments. You know that number seven, upside down, putter, don't putter around? You know that, right? If you don't know the Ten Commandments, get them, okay? It's fun. Don't putter around, number seven. But anyway, the point is, is that did you know on most laws of, of states, did you know adultery is illegal? You'll go to prison for committing adultery on your wife or your husband. Did you know that? We don't enforce that one anymore, do we? Now, if you do it, you just get half everything. What a crazy planet we've turned into. Yes or no? Amen. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Listen, he goes on to say there's never been a period where the common law did not recognize Christianity as living at its what? The very laws of our country. Guess what they stand on? Christianity. But we're not a Christian nation. Who are you talking to? I verily believe Christianity necessary, this from Harvard Law, founder, Supreme Court Justice, I verily believe Christianity necessary to the support of what kind of society? And you see on your news now, night after night after night, incivility. And it's even being pushed to go out and be, in, in, you know, uncivil. Get in their faces. Push them. Crazy. That doesn't sound like Christianity to me, does it? No. Echoing the message of Christianity being important to the civil society was founding father, soldier during the Revolutionary War, educator known as the schoolmaster of America. What's his name? Guess what book he wrote? He don't know much. He just wrote the dictionary. It's funny how we know everything now, but the guy that wrote the dictionary doesn't know jack squat. Well, here's the guy that didn't know nothing, but he knew enough to give you the dictionary. 
He also, he also wrote textbooks for our public schools. In a textbook by Webster for public school, he said, watch this, all the miseries and evils which men suffer from, vice, crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, war, read this with me, proceed from their what? Despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the what? Did he say the Koran? No, no. Say the Bible. You understand? Am I boring you to tears? You look bored. You're not bored? Okay. Noah Webster adamantly believed that the Bible was America's what? In all what? Let's just try the Bible for one second. Let's use it for science and creation. Let's just use it for one second. What's the first verse of the Bible if you know it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's pretty good in textbook, isn't it? Yes or no? No, I'd rather do this. In the beginning, something blew up. We don't know what it was. It just blew up. And now all of a sudden, there's a lot of slime, and it started crawling, and here you are. Beautiful. So you want to use that as your textbook, or you want to use the Word of God as your textbook? That's what Webster was saying. Pretty smart. This is where we came from. It's safe to say that under the current interpretation of the First Amendment, Noah Webster's textbook would not currently be used in public schools. Amen? Probably not. Now, back to Thomas Jefferson for a minute. We're almost done with you, Mr. Fisher. Thomas Jefferson was able to attend church at the U.S. Capitol. Guess why? This is beautiful. I love this. Of all the things you wrote, I like this the best. Thomas Jefferson, President of the United States... He could attend a church at the Capitol. You know why? Guess why? Because of Article 1, Section 7 of the Constitution. Say that with me. Which does what? Forbids federal lawmaking on what? I'm going to tell you something right now. Them jokers don't have to work a day. They're taking off. Y'all heard me right there say. So it's federally prohibited that no laws can be made on Sunday. Don't let this fly under your radar. Get this point. Good point he made. Good point. Are we a Christian nation or not? They didn't pick Wednesday. They didn't pick Friday. They didn't pick Saturday. They picked what day of the week? What day? Well, let's look at that for a second. Christianity, say it with me, is the what? The what one? The what one? Only religion that happens to recognize what? Sunday as it's what? Or we would say the Lord's Day. It's also your first day of the week, by the way. How'd that happen? Amen. It's the first day of the week. It is the Lord's Day, and only one religion recognizes Sunday as its original day of worship. You know what? That's Christianity. That's a big deal. What day did the Jewish people recognize? What day? Saturday, Friday night, sundown, Saturday night, sundown. That's their day right there. How about Islam, Mohammedans? What do they honor? What day? Friday. Why aren't you closing on Friday? Because we weren't founded on that. Did you hear me? Why aren't we closed on Saturday? Even though we're a Judeo-Christian nation, because you have your Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, but the bottom line is mm, it really wasn't founded largely by Jewish people. Do you understand that, yes or no? Christians founded this country. So, federal courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court, have cited this as a fact. The Supreme Court, look, has cited this as a fact of evidence that America is a what? 
I think that's a good argument, don't you? I mean, one that regular folk could understand. Well, you're not a Christian nation. Well, okay, well, why, why is government shut down on Sunday? You can't make no laws on Sunday. I think that's a pretty good argument, don't you? Whoa, you're wearing me out, Noah. The Founding Fathers, although comprised of varying denominations, they hold faith in such high regard that the initial meeting of the Continental Congress was opened with an impactful and lengthy prayer, followed by a study of four chapters of the Bible. Did you know that? Yeah. They're having their meeting and they're studying four chapters of the Bible. Wouldn't that do well for Congress today? Wouldn't it be nice if somebody said, how about you sit out and hush your mouth and let him stand up and we're going to have Bible study for about four hours. I believe it'd help us all. Wouldn't that be good? I'd watch that. Amen. But no, they're going to sit there and filibuster and do this mindless mess for four hours and they can act like crazy people. Here's what Adam said about this, about this meeting they had. Here's what Adam said. He wrote to his wife and he said, I never saw a greater effect upon an audience than those four hours that were spent in the Word. It seems heaven had ordained that psalm to be read that morning. It had an excellent effect upon everybody here. He even told his wife, I beg you, you go and read that psalm. That impacted him, didn't it? He also urged his wife to share the psalm and the message with her father, who was a pastor, William Smith. He was a pastor of their church they went to. Amen? But we're not a Christian nation. Even though at the founding of our country, they're meeting together and they're reading psalms and they're reading the scriptures and they're talking about the Bible. It's all a big lie that we're not a Christian nation. So here's the conclusion by Mr. Fisher, at least the first part of his paper. There's about 40 pages after this. I hope the relatively few examples listed above allow you to grasp the pervasiveness of Christianity's influence throughout American history. Flashing forward to present day religious liberty and how Christians are treated in the civil area. It's easy to forget. Watch these stats. Say that with me. That 75.2% of Americans identify themselves as what? Does that sound like a Christian nation if 75.2% say they are? Don't you think I would say that's a majority by a large amount? Guess what? It's down from 80%, which concern us. And it's down from 95% in the 50s. We're really sliding down a bad hill, ain't we, guys? Now, what about other faiths? The second one closest, guess what? Judaism. What's the percentage? I'd be crazy to say we're that nation, wouldn't it? Yes or no? Look at uh, Islam. What percentage? If you're not careful, you watch news and how the tr- Christians are treated and Christianity is treated, you'd think those was way up here and the Christianity was way down here. It's because we're not knowing where we came from. Did y'all hear me or not? You don't know who you are. You don't know about America. That we're a Christian nation, guys. Stand up for the Lord. When you, when you go out to eat, why not bow your head? Well, I'm scared of what somebody might think of me. Who gives a rip what somebody's going to think about you for thanking God? What, what about what does he think about you eating your mess and you ain't giving him no thanks? You hear me or not? Yes or no? Why not? Why not get up and go to church like you do on a Sunday morning? Why not talk to a neighbor or a friend about Jesus? Not shoving it down their throat, but to be able to share with them that God loves you, Christ loves you. Yeah, but what would they think of me? What will he think of me if I don't? Yes or no? And I'm glad somebody shared Christ with my drunk mama and her hell-raising son, because look at what happened in our life. Amen. 
And your story is the same as mine, many of you, right? So this is a message that needs to get out of there, okay? Keep going, buddy. Just push me. I can't do it all. Push me. The Founding Fathers' intent was never to make religion and government both foreign and hostile strangers to each other. That was never their intent. One or the other. It was never like that. No. Stripping the state of religious sentiment, that's not what it was about. But they knew through recent history, remember the King of England, remember the Church of England, the power that it held over the people, etc. They knew that empowering the church, if there was just the church... With governmental powers generally resulted in what for people? Oppression for anyone who wasn't associated with that what? Well, that's what you see in many Islamic countries. Is that correct? If you're not part of that, you can be nothing else or you will be. (laughs) See, America wasn't going to be like that. Guess why? Because Jesus wasn't like that. See, Islam's like that because Muhammad is like that. Well, he was. He's deader than a hammer now. But the point is, you understand? All right. So we've learned from Mr. Fisher. Can we thank the Lord for Mr. Fisher right here? Praise the Lord. Woo! Well, guys, we have about 10, 12 minutes left with me at least. So try to hang in here. Listen to what the Florida Supreme Court said. Now, he didn't say this. This is me from here on in. Look what our Florida Supreme Court said, 1950. Different species of democracy have existed for more than 2,000 years. But democracy as we know it has never existed among the what? Unchurched. A people unschooled about the sovereignty of God, the Ten Commandments, and the ethics of Jesus could never have evolved the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of the Independence, Or the Constitution. This is what the Florida Supreme Court said. There is not one solitary fundamental principle of our democratic policy that did not stem directly from the basic moral concepts as embodied in the Decalogue and the ethics of Jesus. This is your Florida Supreme Court. No one knew better than the who. Can we thank the Lord for that? At least them way back when. They were smart jokers. Amen. Now, many secularists would say, no, we're not a Christian nation. They would say, no. One of their main arguments they use, we're not a Christian nation, we're not a Christian nation, we're not a Christian nation, is because God doesn't appear in the Constitution. Well, it's certainly in the Declaration of Independence, all through it. Okay? But it doesn't appear in the Constitution, so therefore, we're not a Christian nation. They suggest that the framers of the Constitution had little or no interest in God or religion. Because if they had, they'd have put it in there. The fact is, the fact is, the Constitution, especially the First Amendment, was written with Congress in mind, not individual states. The Constitution says we shall not be prohibited to freely worship. Yes or no? The exercise of religion. It was not about Congress being religious. It was about us having our freedom to be a Christian nation. You hear me? Did you, look, did you lose that or something? That's what it was about. It prohibits the federal government from interfering with freedom of religion. I don't know if I said it already. Would you want Nancy Pelosi or Paul Ryan to run church? Yes or no? Yes or no? Amen. We'd never get anything done. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If we started running our church like Congress runs Congress... 
maybe three of us here. And one of them wouldn't be me. You hear me? There's lots of stuff to do on Sunday, like fishing and hitting a golf ball. But I'd rather come here for Jesus. Amen. Say. But not some craziness. So that's what it was about. So that we could be free to worship. It prohibits our federal government from taking over our religion like it did General Motors. That's a good thing, isn't it? We don't want the government to sweep in and start running churches in America. Yes or no? Amen. That's what it was about. Now you need to listen carefully. We're going to run with this from here on in. It's actually the individual states that show whether or not we're a Christian nation. We're the what states of America? We're the what? Did you know District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. ain't a state? They're trying to be. If I have anything to do with it, they won't be. They're a disaster, as far as I'm concerned. But us 50 states, we are America. Amen? Now, these are representatives that we send up there, and that they think they run everything. I'm glad they don't run everything, aren't you? Yes or no? So you want to know if America is a Christian nation? Let's look at the 50 states. Let's look at them real quick. State constitutions. Every state has a constitution. Every state has a constitution. Can't you find out if we're a Christian nation by looking at the state constitution and some of the writings of the state? Well, we've done that for you this morning. They're solely concerned with their own state. See, Florida's state constitution doesn't give a hoot about Alabama's. We care about Florida. Yes or no? Amen. We elect a governor of Florida. We didn't represent a governor of Florida and Alabama. Yes or no? Amen. Say. That's the way it works. Their own state and the rights and privileges of their own individual living within their state. That's what the constitutions are about. So, is the United States a Christian nation? Sure we are. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to do this quickly, but you've got to give me a break. Are you all okay or not? Am I getting on your nerves? Not really. I'm not. It's amazing. Well, let's see if I can't in the next couple of minutes. So here's what we did for you. And I ain't got all day. And I promise I won't take it because I'm dead. Let's look at the United States of America. Let's look at the states of America. And we're not talking about just the red or the blue ones. Well, the red states are the Christian states. And the blue states are not the Christian states. Did you know that's all a bunch of bull? Did you know there are Christians all across America? Do you know that? And when you look at the maps many times... This is far more a red country than a blue country. I'm talking about as far as values go. Not so much votes, but values. And so let's look at all states, the red ones, blue ones, all colors. Let's see if we're a Christian nation by looking at their constitution. And we've done the work for you, me and Raj. Here we go. We're going to go fast, Raj. We're going to call roll. Is Alabama a Christian nation? Well, in their preamble of the constitution, there it is. Favor and guidance of almighty who? Well, I guess if your argument is God's not in the Constitution, well, it doesn't work in Alabama then. Amen. Say, guess Alabama's a Christian state. Let's try Alaska. Uh, we the people of Alaska grateful to who? Well, Alaska's a Christian state then. They're out. Uh, zero, zero so far for us not being a Christian nation. Let's do number three. Arizona, are you a Christian state? We, the people of the state of Arizona, grateful to who? Well, Arizona's out. They're a Christian state. Y'all get me or not? Yes or no? Have I lost you? Arkansas! We, the people of the state of Arkansas, grateful to who? 
Arkansas's out. We take it off. California for sure ain't no Christian state. We know that, right? We, the people of the state of California, grateful to Almighty God for our freedom. Somebody ought to write that and send that to Jerry Brown. Amen. Come on. Yeah, man. You're a Christian state. Come on. Colorado. They smoke weed there. We, the people of Colorado, with profound reverence for who? The supreme ruler of the universe. And don't go, don't be getting kooky here. This is Jesus, baby. They get this right from the Bible. That's in the Bible, by the way. Okay? So, Colorado's out. Connecticut. The people of Connecticut acknowledge with gratitude the good. What? Providence of God. Are you getting my drift today? Shall I continue or not really? Let's do it anyway. Delaware, through divine goodness, all men have by nature the rights of worshiping and serving their what? You don't believe in creation in Delaware, do you? Oh, yes, right in our Constitution. Oh, it's also in your Declaration of Independence. But see, if you believe in creation, you're an idiot. I'm glad you're most founded then by idiots. Or we wouldn't be here today. Amen. Say. I know that's a little ugly. You'll be fine. Florida! We the people of the state of Florida being grateful to who? This doesn't sound like people that had like, we want to make sure he's right up front in our Constitution that we say thank you right up front. But we don't believe in him. But we're going to say thank you right up front. Doesn't make any sense, guys. Georgia. We'll come down here to the bottom. We, the people of Georgia, relying upon the protection and guidance of who? Georgia. Keep going. You're killing me. Go. Hawaii. They're late. They can't believe in God. We, the people of Hawaii, grateful for what? That divine guidance is Almighty God, His providence. Are y'all hearing a repeated theme here? How can you say anybody go anywhere in this world or in this country and say we're not a Christian nation when every single constitution, every single preamble or article has something about our faith in God in it? Don't do that. Idaho. We the people of the state of Idaho grateful to who? Almighty God for our freedom, secure blessings. That's Christian words. You hear me? Illinois. We, the people of the state of Illinois, grateful to Almighty God for the civil, political, and religious liberty which He has permitted to us to enjoy and seeking His blessing upon all our endeavors. Chicago's having such problems, they ought to put that on big billboards all throughout Chicago. Might change our country, yes or no, if we went back to some of this. Yes or no, you believe that? I do. I really do. Teach them your constitution in these states. Indiana. Look at that. The people of the state of Indiana grateful to who? Keep going. I'm wearing you out. I'm telling you, you're not going to win on this one. Iowa. We, the people of the state of Iowa, grateful to the supreme being for his what? For his blessings. Amen. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Kansas. We, the people of Kansas, grateful to Almighty God. Amen. I can hear him saying it. Incredible. Kentucky. Kentucky. We, the people of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, grateful to Almighty God. How y'all feeling today? 
Like Clark's crazy, ain't it? Fourth of July, I've gone nuts on you. Louisiana, we the people of Louisiana, grateful to who? Amen. Cutting you no slack. Maine. Look at this. With grateful hearts to the goodness of the sovereign ruler of the universe. And affording us an opportunity so favorable to the design and imploring of God's aid. That's some serious Bible good stuff. right? You know what I'm saying? That's some serious good words. These are believers, man. Maryland. We the people of the state of Maryland. Grateful to who? Wow, I'm seeing a theme. Almighty God, Almighty God, Almighty God. Thank you for your blessings, Supreme Ruler, Almighty God. It's about you. It's not so much about us, isn't it? You're the one that gets the glory, not us. You see, we flipped it on its head now. Now we're smart. Massachusetts, no way, no way. We, therefore, the people of Massachusetts, acknowledging with grateful hearts the goodness of the great legislator of the universe. I mean, that's some serious, we believe in God language. Amen. Say Come on, keep looking. Michigan. We, the people of the state of Michigan, grateful to who? Almighty God for His blessings and freedom. Minnesota! Go Vikings! Go Vikings! Here we go. We, the people of the state of Minnesota, grateful to what? Grateful to God. Amen. That might be why they lose, because they didn't put Almighty God right there. (laughs) If it was me, we'd change Congress right away. We're calling a meeting. You hear me? Mississippi, we the people of the Mississippi and the convention assembled, grateful to Almighty God for His blessings on us. Does that sound like people don't believe in Christianity? That sounds just like us, don't it? Don't it sound just like us? Well, who then's telling us we're not a Christian? That don't make no sense to me. Missouri, we the people of Missouri, with the profound reverence for the who? Supreme ruler of the universe again. That's a great line. Here we go. Montana. We, the people of Montana, grateful to who? God. For the what? The quiet beauty, the mountains, the grandeur. Amen. Nebraska. We, the people, grateful to Almighty God for our freedom. Why do we say thank God we live in America every Sunday at Fellowship Church? But let's do it again because we're thankful. Come on. Come on. Grateful. We're grateful. Jerry, Sally, am I wearing y'all out over there? You don't think I'll ever quit, do you, son? You think I'm going to be making up states in a minute. I know you. Nevada. We the people of the state of Nevada, grateful to Almighty God. Let's keep going, Rog. We've made the point. Let's just push it all the way to the end. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, in his personal liberty or state for worshiping God in the manner and season most agreeable. Amen? So in everything that you see, all these different states. New Jersey. No way. We the people of the state of New Jersey, grateful to who? Almighty God. And they went on on that one. That was pretty cool. New Mexico, we the people of New Mexico, grateful to Almighty God for His blessings and liberty. It's amazing. New York, New York, we the people of the state of New York, grateful to Almighty God for freedom. Who, who's giving our freedom? There is no God, right? Y'all people are crazy then. Why y'all put it in everything y'all right when you started your state? I guess you believed it. North Carolina, where I'm from. We, the people of the state of North Carolina, grateful to Almighty God, the sovereign ruler of the nations. I can hear a southern preacher saying that right there from the pulpit. Here we go. North Dakota. We, the people of North Dakota, grateful to Almighty God. I'm just trying to find one. I ain't found one yet. That ain't a Christian state. Ohio. 
They're always loud, those Ohio people. We the people of the state of Ohio, grateful to Almighty God. Amen. I'm almost done, I hope. Oklahoma! Invoking the guidance of Almighty God. Keep looking. Oregon! All men shall secure in the natural light to worship Almighty God. I know I'm killing you here. It's killing me. Pennsylvania! We the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, grateful to Almighty God, His guidance, etc. Rhode Island! We the people of the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, grateful to Almighty God for civil and religious liberty, which He has so long permitted us to enjoy. Amen. I'm about to choke. There we go. South Carolina! Grateful to God. Boom, right there in the preamble. South Dakota. We the people of South Dakota, grateful to Almighty God. I'm looking, trying to find one that don't say it. Tennessee, maybe they don't say it. That all men have a natural and indefeasible right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something in Tennessee I found. Ministers of the gospel are, by their profession, dedicated to God and the care of souls and ought, to, ought not to be diverted from the great duties of their function. Therefore, no minister of the gospel or priest of any denomination, whatever, shall be eligible to the seat of the house of the legislature. They thought that the gospel was so important and preachers were so valuable, we don't want you in the house or the legislature because your work's out there and it's more important than what we're doing in here. By the way, no person who denies the being of God as a future, and, or a future state of rewards or punishment, heaven or hell, shall not hold all, any office in the state of Tennessee. You don't believe in heaven and hell and the Bible and what it says, you're not in office. That's, in the, that's crazy. Now, it wouldn't hold up in law today. Of course, that won't hold up. But the point is, is that's what they said. But they don't believe in it. Maybe you don't believe in it. They believed in it. Texas, invoking the blessing of Almighty God. Utah, great but Almighty God, life and liberty. Vermont, no way. You know what I found about Vermont? Most Christian of all of them, almost. How did that happen to Vermont? That all persons have a natural and unalienable right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience and understandings, as in their opinion, shall be regulated by the what? Can you believe that's in their thing? <laughs> Nevertheless, every sect or denomination of what? That's, by the way, what you see. Religion, denomination, that's what the founders were talking about. Not different beliefs. It was Christianity, but different denominations of Christianity. That's exactly what Vermont's saying. Ought to observe the Sabbath or the Lord's Day. And you ought to keep up some sort of religious worship, which to them seem most agreeable. They even said you need to go to church in Vermont. Now it doesn't matter. You just eat Ben and Jerry ice cream all day. It doesn't matter. I like that stuff, though. But anyway, that's another story. Virginia. Here we go. Virginia. Religion or duty which we owe to our what? Boom. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. I'm almost done. Please. Washington. Great was supreme ruler of the universe. Boom. West Virginia. Since through divine providence, we enjoy the civil, political, and religious liberty. We, the people of West Virginia, in and through the provisions of this Constitution, reaffirm our faith and constant reliance upon who? But y'all don't believe in God. Well, why did we put it there, then? Wisconsin. We, the people of Wisconsin, great for Almighty God, for our freedom. Almost done. Please, there's no Z. We know that. Come on. Wyoming. We, the people of the state of Wyoming, grateful to God. Grateful to God. Amen. That's 50 of them. That wore me out. 
Yeah, praise the Lord. I, I'm coming, Larry. You'll be fine. Hey, listen, I got to quit. That's all 50, but what about Puerto Rico? I had to throw Puerto Rico in here. Look what Puerto Rico said. We, the people of Puerto Rico, don't organize ourselves politically on a fully direct basis to promote our general welfare, secure ourselves and our prosperity, the complete enjoyment of human rights, placing our trust in who? Even Puerto Rico. I feel bad for that group out there that's keeping score, hoping we're not a Christian nation. I, I, I used to play a little ball. Score, score mattered to me. How about you, David? Here's the score. 50 that were Christian nation, zero that were a secular nation. 50 to zero. Did y'all hear me this morning? So, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, come on. Good stuff. I wore you out. The point of the message, and I won't do it again next week, I promise, but the point of the message was today is undoubtedly, along with Mr. Fisher's help and my doing this research on the states, prove without a shadow of a doubt that we as Americans are a Christian nation. And we ought to thank the Lord every day. Amen. Let's get on our feet. Come on. Thank you much. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. We've got to close and we're going to have communion. Thank you. Let's pray together. I'm late. Somebody needs to run and get the children. They're going to be revolting in the back. Oh, my bad. My bad. Father, thank you for this day. Help us as we go. Help us to have heard who we are. Not forget it. To live and hold our head up and just to serve you, Lord, with honor and integrity. Not to be divisive or, or just fighting or nothing like that. But help us to know that we're free in this country. To share Christ, to believe, to raise our families, to pray. Lord, I pray for our nation. I pray for our schools where people are getting killed, shot. But so often you're not allowed there. Not even allowed to wear t-shirts or have the Ten Commandments things, Lord. It, it's not good. Help us, Lord, we pray. Help us as a nation to return to you. Just if it's just one by one. Just one by one. Lord, I pray right here in this audience today, one today would turn to you. One. One or two or ten would turn to you today, Lord. If they died, they don't know they'd go to heaven. But today, Lord, they have the right in this country to turn to Jesus. Without threat of being killed. Thank you, Lord, for that freedom we have. Speak to hearts, Lord, I pray, and I pray many today would put their faith in you in Jesus' name. Amen. Miss Karen's going to play quietly. I don't want to quit our service today without giving you the chance.